Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. If you want to get involved with the program tonight, feel free to give us a call. Our studio number, 701-225-5133. If you have any questions or comments, give us a call in studio, 701-225-5133. Or you can text those same questions or comments to 701-290-7862. Again, that's 701-290-7862. And if you're out of country listening to the Tell Like It Is radio show tonight, um, give us an email. We can get those and get your response back. robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Hello, everyone. Good to have you listening tonight. And thank you so much for all of you that have texted in already. Good to have Lori and Javier listening, Thor and Angela listening, Carl and Jeannie out in Michigan listening. We've got... Elvin Hostetler and his family in Pennsylvania tonight with the Hostetlers from out there. And Yoders, good to have them all listening tonight. Brother Duran's listening tonight, and he's down in Brazil. What are you doing down in Brazil, Brother Duran? And uh, he's listening tonight. Must be doing something with Holy Ghost Radio down there. He's been a huge help to us here, getting us on Holy Ghost Radio. We appreciate him. Uh, I am the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church. I've got uh, I've got my my onboard theologian in the studio with me tonight, Chris. Good to have him here, just making sure we're as we stay doctrinally true, and so he's going to be checking up on us here. But uh, just if you are listening tonight anywhere, anyway, text me or especially text me seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two, and then some of you that are listening from out of the country, email me Robert Simons fifty eight at gmail dot com. And we have had we had a great church service today. Our our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church. 105 7th Avenue West here in Dickinson uh, just had a tremendous service. We had uh, new visitors there like we do, it seems like, every service. And uh, God's doing some great, great things. He really is. We're in the market for a new building. And so um, if you know of anything that would work for us, you, you that number that I've been, we're giving out throughout the program is my personal cell phone number. So get a hold of me. Uh, we uh, we need a, a new building. We've got money. We just need a building, and so uh, we're looking for that. And maybe maybe you're a rich person out there, just going to give us a building. That'd be okay too. We'll use that money, give it to give it to these missionaries that are always wanting to have all kinds of things going on. Hey, what do we got? Josh texted me tonight. We got we've got uh, people in Indiana listening. Elena's listening down in Indianapolis. Good to have her listening tonight. So we got a bunch of people. I brought my guitar in the studio tonight, so if you're listening and you know any songs that I know that you want me to sing, you could text me. I just might do it. If you uh if you text me the name of a song, I might sing it. But tonight I've got a topic that is kind of a off take of what I spoke about in church today. It's I ended with the scripture in church today in the book of Amos. Amos chapter four verses 12 and 13, and that's what I'm going to start with tonight and kind of go on with that. So it's not going to be like what I spoke about in church, but we're going to kind of move along from there. Amos 4.12 says, Therefore, thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. And verse 13 of Amos 4 says, For lo, he that formeth the mountains, created the wind, declared unto man what is his thought, that maketh the morning darkness, and treadeth upon the high places of the earth, the Lord, the God of hosts, 
is his name. I like that majesty in that verse 13. In fact, I love the uh, major and minor prophets sometimes when they're speaking, when God's speaking through them. Like, let me read that verse 13 out of the Living Bible, Amos 4.13. For you are dealing with the one who formed the mountains, made the winds, and knows your every thought. He turns the morning to darkness and crushes down the mountains underneath his feet. Jehovah, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, is his name. I love that. I just love that kind of stuff. But this this verse in verse 12 says this, and I want to I want to just talk about this little topic tonight, prepare to meet thy God. Um, as, have you guys ever seen road signs that say that? Have you ever seen that, prepare to meet thy God? Yeah. I, I've seen uh, in North Dakota somewhere for years. I used to, when I, I think I, when I lived in Bismarck, I would be driving along a certain road and, I, road, and I can't remember which road it is now, but there would be a road sign that would say, just that little sign, prepare to meet thy God. I don't know if it was on a bad curve or what, but, uh, but anyway, I, I mean, you know, you, cause you could, you could use that as a, like a slow down sign if you really wanted to. Like when the road's icy, it could flash on, prepare to meet thy God. But, but I always liked that. I really did. I liked, made me think every time I saw it, wherever that was. In fact, if you know where that sign was, some of you Bismarckites, I, I doubt if it's there anymore, but I, cause I moved here 28 years ago, but, but if you remember where that sign was, text me tonight, and let me know. But, but I do believe that we need to prepare to meet God. I believe that there's an appointed time that we'll die. And I also believe, and this is what I want to focus on for some of the broadcasts tonight, there's an appointed time that God is going to meet with us before we die to get a, get our attention, to try to help us. And that's kind of where I want to zero in on at least two-thirds of the program tonight, that there is an appointment with God and he is after us, he is pursuing us, he is seeking after us, and we can't afford to miss this appointment with God. Seth's going to play a song, and uh, text me again tonight, I'll give you that number, 701-290-7862.
Listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast, and I do appreciate all of you that are listening tonight that have texted me. Haven't really got to my topic. I I don't know if I should have done that or not. I said I'll. I brought my guitar. I'll sing requested songs, and I got too many of them to sing. So I thought, well, maybe I could put them together. What do you call that when you put a, a melody or no? A, what do you call that when you put a bunch of songs together? Um, I can't remember. Oh, the, uh, the some of you guys are so smart. You'll be texting me that. The uh, they call it a. Uh, a medley, yeah, a medley. All right, let's try it here. The uh, this this is a song that this goes out to uh, the Hostetlers out in Pennsylvania, and they wanted me to sing this little chorus. Eternal God, unchanging, mysterious and unknown, your boundless love, unfailing. In grace and mercy shown, bright seraphim in ceaseless flight around your glorious throne, they raise their voices day and night in praise to you alone. God, hallelujah, glory be to our great God. And Bethany and Elena asked me to sing this, so so I'll try it. Just a little, another little, little chorus. This is a, a chorus taken right out of the scripture. I will sing, yay, I will sing praises, I will sing, yay, unto the Lord, I will sing, yea, I will sing praises, I will sing, yea, unto the Lord, for He is worthy, He is holy, He is worthy and He is holy, and there is none like our God. None like our God. So I will sing, yea, I will sing praises, I will sing, yea, unto the Lord. I messed that up. Bethany and Elena want me to sing this song. Actually, I got that all messed up. This little song I wrote a, a few years ago, this is my medley of songs that don't go together. All right. So it's like this. You... Pulled me from the garbage And you Taught me how to live And you Filled me with your spirit And you Washed away my sin You There is none like you, none beside you, you, you alone are holy, alone are worthy, you, you're the one who make me, the one who saved me, you, and I love you, my God, you, and you have given me a family and you have touched my heart and soul and I really truly can't see why you ever loved me so you there is none like you, none beside you, you, you alone are holy, alone are worthy, you, 
save me you and I love you my God yes I love you my God you all right enough of that singing we're talking about the appointment Amos 412 prepare to meet thy God and I want to just talk about that tonight prepare to meet thy God you know um I believe that we have an appointment with God, and I believe that we look at things like the luck of the draw. Uh, we were just talking in, during that last song about um, Chris was talking about a friend of his named Thor, that if it wasn't for him, that he doesn't know if he'd have that smile on his face today. Uh, because Thor was a link between you and God, between you and getting right with God. And um, and so I believe that, that God is in the business of of. Um, wanting to make an appointment with us. You know, you look at the Gospels and you look at um, the uh, people that Jesus met. Let me just say this right away. I believe there are people in Dickinson that God has an appointment to meet you. And what's one of the reasons I do this radio show is because I do believe that it is no coincidence, for instance, that you're listening tonight. You're on your way home from, from Walmart, from Perkins, wherever, you just tuned into KDIX Radio, the local AM station here, and you're listening to this broadcast. Uh, you think, oh, isn't this interesting that I would hear this? No, it's not just interesting. This is part of God's plan. This is part of God's appointment. This is part of what God does. He, he sets things up, and he sets you up for an appointment to meet him because he wants to meet you. Uh, we look at Jesus in the... Um, in the Gospels, we read about where he was walking by, in, in Luke chapter 5, he was walking by a table, a man named Levi, we better know him as Matthew, collecting taxes. Jesus looked at him as he was walking by, and he said unto him, follow me. And uh, the Bible says Matthew stood up, and he left all, and he followed him. See, that there was a, a time, there was an appointment. Matthew didn't know it was coming. He didn't see it. But I'm telling you, prepare to meet thy God. We read about when Jesus called Peter and Andrew his brother in Matthew 4.18. Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, the Bible says, and he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, Andrew his brother, casting nets into the sea, for they were fishers. And we read that Jesus was just walking by these two brothers, and he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Notice, they straightway left their nets, followed him. So God, I believe, has an appointment. He has he has an appointment, and there is not anything called circumstance or chance. I, I believe that God has got, the Bible said he is not willing that any should perish, and so God wants to meet you. Uh, you might be up at the county jail tonight listening to me, and if you are, um, they canceled our service up there for some reason. I'm not sure why, but you guys that are able to listen on the radio, I was wanting to come, but they had called and canceled. I'll see you next Sunday. But it is no accident that that you're in that jail. It's no accident that you're hearing this gospel because God has got an appointment with all men and all women. He's setting up this appointment. I look at the Apostle Paul and how the Apostle Paul was, was um, trying to stamp out Christianity. He, he thought it was a, a sect, a, a cult. Uh, he thought it was perverting the uh, Jewish religion. And Paul was on his way to Damascus in Acts chapter 9 with important letters. And these letters said that he had authority to arrest those that named the name of Jesus, bring them back to Jerusalem for trial and even death. And the Bible said as he journeyed in Acts chapter 9 and verse 3, he came to, to on his way to Damascus. Suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, and the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. It's hard, Saul, for you to kick against your conscience. See, God had been dealing with Saul. This wasn't the first time Jesus had dealt with Saul. I know that it wasn't. And the Bible said, He trembled and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said, Go to Damascus, and it will be told thee what thou shalt, what thou must do. When, when he was retelling, when Paul was retelling, his name was changed to Paul later, he was retelling this story in Acts 22 and 16. 
he tells about how when he got to Damascus and this man named Ananias said to him, and Paul, he said, why tarriest thou? What are you waiting for, Paul? Arise, be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. You see, God had a divine appointment. Do I believe in predestination? No, I don't. But I do believe that God will do whatever he can to reach you. And, and, and think about it, you that are listening to me, especially, or both of you, the ones that are living for God, the ones that aren't, think about your life. Think about what God used. Think about the things that people would call an accident or circumstance. There was a friend of mine that was working for me, and I had talked to him about Jesus' name baptism quite a bit. And, uh, but he just didn't see the importance of it. And one day he picked up a hitchhiker. And uh, he brought this hitchhiker to stay at his home. This hitchhiker, it's just a long story, but this hitchhiker was pulling a cross down the highway. It had a big rollers on the back. This hitchhiker's wife was driving behind in their motorhome about a mile behind. And my friend, he, uh, he, he, he picks up this hitchhiker and brings him over to his house, he and his wife. And while they're talking, this man looks at my friend and said, Have you ever considered being baptized in the name of Jesus? And my friend said, you know, I've, I work with a guy that's been after me to do that. What are the chances of that happening? That Monday he came to work, he came to my house, he said, when, when can you baptize me in the name of Jesus? You see, we there is a divine appointment. The name of this broadcast tonight is an appointment. God has got an appointment with us. He, I believe this, I really do. And, and, and because I believe this so strongly, I try to look at everybody I run into like, where at are they with God? Like, am I part of this deal? Like, am I supposed to say something? Am I supposed to do something? Am I supposed to uh, show them something? Um, and you know what's so weird about it is I can't tell who God's dealing with by looking at them. You, know, you just can't tell by look. They might look terrible. They might have tattoos all over their, their face and their arms of the devil. You know, they might they might have a nasty attitude. You can't tell who they are. But God has got a divine appointment set aside for all of us. I look at this in the book of Acts chapter 16 after Paul was converted. And I read his stories of what he did. Uh, the Bible said he went in Acts 16:12. He went to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spoke unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, who worshiped, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. And so we see this woman, Lydia, who started, they started a church in her house. She had a walk with God. She was sincere. She desired everything that God had for her. And guess what? God found her. He set up an appointment. We look at Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, how there was an appointment made between him and God. And we look at the jailer in Acts chapter 16. Here here, uh, later, Paul was arrested. He and Silas were arrested, thrown into jail at midnight. The Bible said they were singing praises to God, and all of a sudden an earthquake came, shook the prison, shook all of their, their bonds off. The, the prison guard came into the room, assuming they had some had escaped. He drew out his sword to kill himself. And there's quite a bit to that because of the fact that if a, if a, in those days if a prisoner escaped, uh, the punishment to the guard was whatever their crime was, he'd have to pay for it. And Paul screamed out, do thyself no harm. We're all here. And and the man fell down before Paul and Silas and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And that same hour of the night, he was baptized and his family that believed was baptized also. So he was in the right place at the right time. Lydia was in the right place at the right time. Saul of Tarsus in the right place at the right time. Peter, Andrew in the right place at the right time. Matthew, the tax collector, in the right place at the right time. And what I'm doing tonight on this radio show is is maybe it's just for some of you, but it's no accident that you're listening tonight. God set this up, and uh, and I believe that he wants you to prepare to meet him. After this next song, I'm going to probably talk a little bit about how we do prepare to meet the Lord. 
And so just stay stay tuned in. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I got Jesus in my heart and salvation in my soul. It's a long road. Yes, it's a long road. Well, it might be a long road, but I'll make it to the city someday. Now, don't tell me no story about reincarnation. I've never seen a holy cow look anything like my Lord. There's just one Good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to give us a call in studio tonight during the program here, 701-225-5133. I will be taking those calls. Or if you can, if you would like to also text us with any questions or comments you may have, 701-290-7862 is the number for that. And if you're out of country and you'd like to email us, if you can't make a phone call, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Again, that's robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Just want to say uh, hello to all the people that have texted tonight, or I'm not going to do all of them, but just hello to my pastor listening tonight, Pastor Walters. Good to have him with us. Um, just a great, tremendous guy. Um, one of the best kept secrets about my pastor is his sense of humor. I was in some board meetings with him this weekend and he just had me cracking up. I mean, he just, I don't know if anybody else was cracking up, but I, he said some, he, he doesn't, he's not a joker. I mean, he doesn't try to be funny, but he, he, uh, he is very funny and I always have enjoyed his sense of humor. The, uh, good to have Lawrence listening. Thank you for that nice compliment. The Lomans, hello. Uh, Sobergs and Harvey, glad that you're listening. 
um, Springers and the Ramseys both both texted me the word medley, and so we got that figured out. It's, it's not it's not uh, what was I trying to say? Melody. I know what melody is. The Lees are back in town. Good to have them back in town. The sheriff run them out of town, but they came back. So good to have them, have them back. And that's not true. We're talking tonight about a divine appointment. Um, God wanting to meet us. God wanting to talk to us. Um, I may tell a little bit of my story tonight on the radio just because I believe it fits in with my topic. But, you know, over the years, um, I have been partially involved. I suppose none of us could say 100% involved with winning somebody to the Lord. Some people brag about, I won them to the Lord, I won them to the Lord. Actually, uh, there's it, there's a lot of people working together. That's the way it, you might have been the first person, or you might have been you might have been the one that planted the first seed, or you might have been that harvested the crop. But I promise you, you probably weren't the only one that worked on them. Uh, there's um, you know sometimes as a pastor you'll preach a great sermon, somebody will come up and get, get repent of their sins, get the Holy Ghost. You think you did it, but you find out that there's been a whole bunch of groundwork, a lot of people praying for that person. There's a lot more to this, but but anyway, looking back over the years, there have been people that that I've I've been a part of their salvation, part of their coming to God. And it's so interesting to me how this divine appointment that God has, many times I don't even know what he's doing. One time a good friend of mine, he's a pastor in North Minneapolis now, Dale Jones, he and I were down on the south side of Bismarck. We were knocking on doors trying to find kids that wanted to run on the ride on the church church van for Sunday school. And we were laughing and talking. We weren't really praying or asking God to lead us to anybody in particular. And we knocked on a door. And this lady comes to the door. She's crying. She said, who are you? She's crying. Her name's Debbie, we find out later. We told her who we were, what we were doing. She said, come in. And so we came into her house, and she said, I was just praying by my couch. She said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I asked God. He's got to help me. He's got to show me what to do. And you guys knocked on my door. You know, and like I say, here we were just, you know, we were out, you know, you know, burping and, you know, laughing and, you know, you know how guys are, you know, doing other things, you know, probably. And I mean, you know, I'm just saying we were, we were out. I mean, I'm not saying we weren't being spiritual or we weren't being Christian, but we weren't thinking about God lead us to this hungry lady. We were part of a divine appointment that we didn't even know about. And this lady ended up having a Bible study and was baptized in the name of Jesus. I mean, this there is so many divine appointments. I jotted down just a few names just to remind me of stories tonight on the radio show. Uh, there was a there was a, a couple. Uh, there was a lady from from uh, Weibo, Montana, many years ago, and she had a sister that brought her to our church. Her sister came out. Uh, to uh, to Weibo, she brought her to our church in Dickinson, Weibo, Montana, is about seventy miles west of here, and uh, and they they brought this family to our church. There was a mom and a dad. There were some kids at home still. There was a daughter and a married husband, and and these people started coming to our church, and we started having a Bible study with these people. They owned the Rainbow Bar in Weibo, Montana, and God began to work in these people's lives. God began to deal with these people. And, and God began to, I, I remember there was, uh, they were also going to church in Weeble at that time. We, well, in fact, we were having a Bible study with them at this time and they were attending a church in Weeble. And, and they told me, Pastor, at the Bible study, Pastor Bob, we're getting baptized at our church this weekend in Weeble. I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I said, let's skip ahead to the lesson on baptism. So we skipped ahead and I showed them the importance of Jesus' name, baptism. And so they said, okay, we'll ask the pastor to baptize us in Jesus' name. And so the leader of the group, the son-in-law, Stan, big uh, lumberjack guy, cut lumber most of his life. He was probably 45 years old, real pleasant personality. He went to this pastor, and he said, now, pastor, this was on Saturday night. He said, you're going to baptize our whole family tomorrow, but we just want to make sure it's in the name of Jesus, like the Bible said. The pastor's son was in the room, and he said, Stan, that's not the way this works. He said, my dad's been a pastor for 30 years. He said, you ought to just do it the way he says. And Stan said, well, he said, I've been a lumberjack for 30 years, just about 20 years. He said, and if somebody came and showed me a better way to do something, I'd do it. 
So he called me that night, Saturday night, and he said, Pastor Bob, that pastor won't baptize us in Jesus' name. He said, do you think you would? Could we come to your church tomorrow? And so that family came that Sunday morning, and I baptized them in the name of Jesus. And it wasn't too long after that that Jimmy, the owner of the Weeble of the Rainbow Bar, he said, I'd like to have a Bible study in the bar, Pastor. Would you come? I said, sure, I'll come. But just tell everybody, here's the rules. No drinking while I'm there. You know, put put the liquor away. So Jimmy tried so hard to get that Bible study in the bar, but he couldn't get any takers. But finally, Jimmy started doing things that bar owners aren't supposed to do. Like he put a big old free coffee pot up in the corner. And then, and then next thing he started doing is people would call in and saying, Hey, is Joe there? And Jimmy used to say, No, Joe's not here. He'd lie for those guys. But he quit lying for those guys. And finally, Jimmy came to church one Sunday morning and said, I can't serve that poison anymore. And he sold the bar. You know, the, uh, and, uh, and it wasn't, it was right before then, actually, that he was in church. We were singing that song, Here I Am, Lord, Here I Am. And he got home to Weibo that Sunday afternoon, and his wife called me. And she, Pam called me, and she said, Jimmy's got something to tell you. I go, what is it? He said, I was singing that song, Here I Am, Lord, Here I Am. And all of a sudden, I listened, and I wasn't singing it in English. He had received the Holy Ghost in church. You see, God has got a divine appointment. doesn't matter if you're a bar owner. doesn't matter who you are tonight. God is reaching for you. There was a young man who was stationed here. Many years ago, we used to have a radar base here. It was part of the Air Force. We don't have that here anymore. He was stationed here. His mother, uh, who was not a apostolic person, she got our church mixed up with another church. She sent her son to our church. Her son has had a daughter. Or her son had a wife, excuse me. Never been to a Pentecostal church in her life. But God began to get a hold of that girl. She came to, we were having Bible studies, home Bible studies with them. They'd come to church about twice. And, uh, and the, the next Bible study after the second time she was in church, her face was, was so happy. She was so excited. I said, Lorraine, what happened to you? Oh, she said, I gave my life to Jesus. I said, when did you do that? She said, in church on, on Sunday. I said, well, what part of the service? She said, right while you were preaching. She said, I decided that's it. She was about a week later. She she called me. Her husband was working graveyard shift. She called me maybe 10 o'clock at night. Pastor Bob, this is Loray. I go, yeah? She said, I was praying in my bedroom. And while I was praying, I heard somebody speaking in a language, and I didn't know what that language was. And I stopped to listen, and it was me praying. <laughs> she received the Holy Ghost all by herself. You see, God has got a divine appointment for you. I think about my pastors listening tonight, uh, the story of Bob McGelkey watching religious television. And he knelt down, I think it might have been Billy Graham, he knelt down by the couch, prayed the sinner's prayer, called the, the hotline number, and by accident they gave him the address to the United Pentecostal Church in Bismarck. I believe that's the way that story went. He walked in there uh, oblivious to anything, but it wasn't too long, and he had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know, could it be tonight that God is trying to set up a divine appointment with you? If God was trying to communicate with you, how would he do it? What would he do? You know, I I think about the, um, I think about, and, and here again, I've got more stories like that, but I think about my own story. I think about growing up and as a, just as a kid, I think about some of the things that God was talking to me about. I grew up in the home of a, of an alcoholic father. And as a little boy, somewhere, maybe from my mom or I don't know where, but somewhere I learned to pray. And I would pray. My sister and I were always scared when my mom and dad were fighting and yelling and my dad was drunk. And, and, uh, and you know, if you, if you were raised around that, you know what I'm talking about. Even when your dad's laughing when he's drunk, you're not happy. Like, cause it can change so fast. I mean, even when everybody's happy, when you've got drunk people around, it can change so quickly. And, uh, and I, I remember praying for my dad, even as a little boy, God, help my dad quit drinking. And then I got nervous. I got a little older, and I thought, well, if he quits drinking water and milk, he's going to die. So then I named all the things I would pray. God, help him quit drinking Jack Daniels. And help him quit drinking vodka. And help him quit drinking beer. And I Because I was afraid God would misunderstand me. 
but just as even as a little boy, but you know, I didn't know God and I wasn't serving God, but there was God was setting up some divine appointments with me. I, and I'm not a Jehovah Witness, and I don't believe that doctrine. I don't. I don't believe that doctrine. I will tell you this, that before you make fun of those people, make sure that you're doing something for the truth, because those people are sincere people. They, they really are. And I don't think they deserve to be made fun of. But I, I remember a, a Jehovah Witness. I was maybe about 13 years old, and a 15-year-old boy that we played football with, you know, we'd get together and play just, a, you know, Sandlot football games in the afternoon. And I uh, wasn't organized or anything. And he told me about Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. The second coming scared me to death. Never forgot it. It was part of the divine appointment that God was setting up with me. You know, I uh, little, I mean, there's so much to this story, but I uh, never wanted to be, never intended to be, but I started drinking. I started smoking pot. I started going down the progression of drug addiction, uh, the the cocaine, the hallucinogenic drugs. The the uh, the uh, it wasn't. I don't. I still don't believe it was meth. But we called it crank. It was made out of something different. Uh, <clears throat> all the different whatever I could get my hands on, I would t- begin to take drugs, and I was addicted. I found myself uh, addicted. Twenty years old, addicted to drugs. I, I didn't even know I was addicted at first until I tried to quit, and then I found out. One of my best friends had checked himself into a treatment center, and I told my other friends, I'm done. I quit. When he gets out of that treatment center, he's going to have one good friend that's going to be uh, straight and not using. I made it three days with those good intentions. Three days, that's it. And then I entered into the despair of the drug addiction, the hopelessness of those things. I During this time, everything seemed to be going well for me. I had athletic scholarships to college. I, I got married. I had a baby. Uh, my wife had a baby. But I was in the very grip of addiction, not realizing that God was setting up an appointment with me. The day that my son was born, my oldest son, Luke, was born, my oldest child, I went into that delivery room. Of course, I'd never seen anything like that, never been in anything like that. And when I saw my son delivered, I felt something in that room, but I didn't know what it was. I came out of that room, and I felt changed. I felt different. I told my, uh, there was a friend of mine that had been in the treatment center was out, and I told him I felt something in that room. And you know what he told me? He said, that was God that you felt in that room. That night I went to a party in my honor with a bunch of um, high-grade marijuana, hashish, and um, and fine um, champagne, and they bought a bunch of all my friends. Let's celebrate. Bob had his first son. And that night, for the first time in a long time, I said, not tonight, you guys. And they said, why not tonight? I said, I feel so high right now, but I can't put my finger on why. Now, I didn't quit using right then, but all of a sudden I knew there was something else. God was reaching for me. God was talking to me. I was I was in a... a we were back in Valley City. We, I was going to college there, my wife and I. I had went out to sit by this little river. My wife was not a drug user, and I went out to sit by this little river to smoke some pot. And while I was in the car smoking pot, I heard a voice. And the voice said, get out of the car, throw your pot and your pipe in that river, that little river you're by, the Cheyenne River. And as soon as I heard that voice, which shocked me, I heard another voice saying, don't do that, that's stupid. You've done stuff like that before, that's stupid. And the other voice said, no, throw it away. Just get out of the car and throw it away. And the other voice said, don't throw it away. Give it away. Give it to your friends. You know, there's no sense. That's high-grade marijuana. Don't throw it away. And all of a sudden, when these voices were talking to me, a light just kind of came on in my mind. And I thought, that must be God talking. That must be the devil. I didn't know, I mean, you know, here, I mean, you talk about fundamental ideas. I'm telling you, God was reaching for Bob Simons. I got out of my car. I threw that pot in the river that night. I went to a party a couple days later. I told my friends, I said, God told me to quit smoking pot. If you guys got some cocaine or something, I can do that. But, God, I mean, how dumb, how dumb is that? But, you know, how do you know? You know, like, God, you're going to have to spell everything out for me. I told my wife. I told her, I said, let's try a different church. I said, I'd like to, we were going to come home to Bismarck for the weekend. I said, I'd like to go to that little Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. Don't know why I wanted to. Don't know what put it in my mind to want to. I, I didn't know much about that church. 
But that day, which I believe was a Saturday, my friend, the same friend that got out of the treatment center, called me. He said, my sister's in town from Denver. She's went all over Bismarck, and she's been looking for a church for us to go to. And she wants us to go to church with her this Sunday, and we'd like you and Lori to go. And I said, Bob, which church is it that you're thinking of going to? He goes, it's that Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. And I, th- I said, you might not believe this, but I was thinking of going there anyway. That's still Saturday. Saturday, my wife's girlfriend, Debbie, calls. Debbie calls, and she said, hey, I'm getting baptized at my dad's church on Sunday. And I'd like you and Bob to go. And Lori goes, which church is that? She goes, it's that Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. See, I believe in divine appointments. We That next Sunday morning, I went to that church. My wife, she was raised Catholic. She was scared to death. I mean, it, it, it blew her mind. It freaked her out. She was like, she was like, you know, like just looking around like, what is going on here? I walked in there. I didn't even realize I was the star. I, I was like, I was the visitor and I was this long haired kid. And I, I walked in here. I didn't even know, like everybody was being friendly, shaking my hand off, you know, talking to me. I sat down there all singing, you know, I'm, I'm clapping. I don't know these songs. I don't know what's going on. Lori's like, get me out of here. And the preacher gets up to preach. I couldn't make heads or tails out of anything he said. He's talking about the Bible, didn't know anything about the Bible. But at the end of his sermon, he told a story. And that story, he told a story about a math class that he, as a boy, he said, I always had trouble with the written problems. Hopefully you're listening, Pastor Walters, but I've never forgot this. The, uh, he said, I always had trouble with the written problems. And he said, I'd raise my hand and the teacher would come back and he'd help me. And while the teacher was there, I could figure it out. It was making sense. And I told him, I got it, I got it, I got it. And the teacher went up front again. He said, and I'd do one problem, two problems, and they'd get hazy and pretty soon I couldn't get them. He said, I'd raise my hand and the teacher would come back. He looked right at me, this preacher. And he said, how many of you are tired of trying to solve your own problems? Why don't you raise your hand and ask Jesus, the teacher, to come and help you? Now, I didn't do it right then, but that next Wednesday night, my wife stayed in Bismarck to take her state nursing test. And that next Wednesday night, I went to a Pentecostal church in Valley City. The preacher, who was not even a preacher, the pastor had left town. This was a good man in the church just trying to hold everything together. He was reading the Bible and commenting. That's what he was doing. It was a Wednesday night service. He read, he was reading in the book of Acts, and he got to Acts 22 and 16. And he read, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And when he read that verse, the same voice in my car that told me to throw my pot and my pipe out the window or into that river, that same voice said, you need to be baptized tonight. He got done with his little Bible study. He said, is there any questions? There was eight people in that church that night. And they were all, there was his whole family, this Debbie, this girl that got baptized on Sunday. There was me. He said, is there any questions? And I raised my hand. He told me later, he thought I was going to argue with him about something. He goes, yes, yes, young man, what do you want? I said, could you baptize me like that tonight? They didn't have a baptistry. It was November 2nd. They took me down to the Cheyenne River, the same one where all those fish were getting high from my pot that was in there. And uh, they baptized me in Jesus' name. There was there was ice on the edges. There was snow on the ground. I wasn't cold. I was so excited. I came home. They dropped me off at my house. I was so excited. I was dripping wet. I met my landlady at the door. I told her I just got baptized tonight. And she started backing away like I was a crazy man. I called my wife. I told her what happened. She started crying. What did you do something stupid like that for? I said, I'll explain it all when I see you. And it was that Sunday she got baptized. Why did I tell you that story? God has got a divine appointment. God is reaching out. You know, this, this, uh, he's, he's, he's got a plan. You, you think it's all been circumstance, happenstance. You, you think it's all been, uh, accident. It, it hasn't been an accident. It's, it's a divine appointment. And, and tonight what I'm saying is don't miss these divine appointments with God. Don't miss these things. Seth, give out some information about, about, um, how to get a hold of us during the week, and I'll close this up after that. All right. Well, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. We're located at 105 7th Avenue West. Again, that's the New Life Pentecostal Church, 105 7th Avenue West. Our church phone number is 701-264-7862. 
or our email address for the church there is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Our next service is going to be Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. You are invited. If you do need a ride, give us a, give us a call at that number, 701-264-7862. Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock, we have adult and children's Sunday schools. 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is our worship service. And this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. We're on every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. If you'd like to call us tonight with any more questions or comments you may have, 701-225-5133. Or you can text us those same questions or comments, 701-290-7862. If you're out of country, you can email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. There's an appointment that God wants to have with you now while there's hope. Bible says in Hebrews 9.27, It is appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. And so, there is an appointment that we will keep with God someday. And we want to make sure that we die in peace with God. You know, um, you know. I told in church today the story of the ten foolish virgins, and how five were, or five foolish, five wise, ten virgins. The, all these people looked clean, they all looked holy, but some of them had run out of oil. And there's only one reason in the Bible for that story. And the reason for that story is you need to be ready. You know, prepare to meet thy God is not negative necessarily unless you want it to be. You know, the uh, there was, a, there was a, a story I told. I've told it many, many years. I should read the book. There was a chaplain in Texas. He worked on death row. And uh, he met, one of his jobs was every person that had the lethal injection, he sat with them until they died. They'd give the lethal injection, this, this chaplain would sit with them. And when he retired, he wrote a book, a small book of their last um, words of these people. They'd been, they were given the injection, they would pass out, you know, 60 seconds, maybe a little later than that. And during this minute, or so, a minute or two of their last, they knew they were dying, they were knew, knew they were going to die. He, he said, there were many of those things that you could have guessed. I'm so sorry. Tell my victim's family, I'm so sorry. Uh, many were crying out to God. Many were, were praying. But he said, the one of the more interesting ones is a, is a man said, he asked, he looked right at that chaplain and he said, what should I say to God when I see him? That's a good question. What are you going to say to God when you see him? The truth is, why don't we say it now? <laughs> you know, if you got to say sorry to God, let's say it now. When, when there's something that can be done about it. I'm going to end this tonight with a couple songs, maybe. If you're listening on Holy Ghost Radio, this might get cut off. But if you're listening tonight locally, maybe you can hear it. Standing on the edge of the truth Looking out at the view Of all you used to believe From where you are You can see You're far away from home Echoes of the life you once knew Call out to you from across the divide And you know it's time Step back over the line But are you waiting for lightning? A sign that it's time for a change Or are you listening for thunder? While he quietly whispers your name Whispers your name Night falls and the curtain comes down There's no one around It's just you and the truth And you lie awake for a feeling To take you by storm Somewhere in the depth of your heart Where it's empty and dark There's a flicker of light 
And the Spirit calls, but do you notice at all? Or are you waiting for lightning? Sign that it's time for a change. And are you listening for thunder? While he quietly whispers your name. But the sign and the word have already been given. Now it's by faith we must look and we must listen. Instead of waiting for lightning. Sign that it's time for a change Listening for thunder While he quietly whispers your name Whispers your name Don't wait Lord Jesus, tonight as I close this broadcast God, I pray that you just help us, Lord. Help everyone that's listening tonight realize, God, this is the way you work. God, you work through people. You work through their voices uh, tonight, even through this radio station. God, I just pray that you help people to realize this is you calling them, and they need to respond on their way, way down the highway to hell, that they would just take this exit tonight, God, and get on the highway to heaven. I just pray in the name of Jesus, touch them, God, today. Seth gave you those numbers, but but if you want to get a hold of me, my cell number is 701-290-7862. Pastor Bob, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless you, folks, and uh, be back, Lord willing, next Sunday night for another show. Good night. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. 
The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.